Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 For joining us on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and at MSW Media. Because you have amazing taste. And you know what? I don't want to stop at your taste. No. I wanna I wanna continue on with your intelligence. Oh my goodness. I mean, if you can look in the mirror right now and go, God am I amazing? Because you need to do that every day. Every day, every day. And you know what else? You know what else? Every day I wake up and I give thanks and I say prayers for everybody who listens to this podcast and supports it, especially our Patreon. Uh, you know, you do so much that helps us get to this microphone and service these politics and these ideas. Your support, your continued support does so much to make this podcast happen and we can't thank you enough. No, we can't. You are life sustaining and we thank you. And we thank you for getting cameos, which are specialized videos that we create for you. If you go to cameo.com and then you can have us in your pocket whenever you need us plus that for a pep talk or to talk to somebody you talk to or tell your kids to go to sleep or you can give it as a gift to someone else that's right when we get done with this we're going to give a pocket pick me up to somebody right after this and it's i'm telling you that's what you need especially it's been dreary here in california it has been. let me tell you something get frangela in your pocket to get you a pick me up over at cameo.com and speaking of pick me ups join us every friday in the third hour of the stephanie miller show for the the blackest hour on radio it really is <laughs> stephanie <It's>... mills slash <laughs> miller and us <laughs> It's so, it's so, so bad. I, you know what I want to do one day? Hmm. I want to grab Stephanie Mills when she's in Lo- Los Angeles and walk up in there. That would be so all, awful. I would, that is my dream. We took a picture together, true. but I want to, yes. but this is the thing. Can they be in the same space at the same time without breaking, can, without breaking space? Space, yes. space time continuum. I don't, we, might, right. we might break the halide. We might bring that collider. Yes. We might need it. 
Yeah. So I think if you have the collider there, then that works. But also I want to tell you, if you don't have the resources right now to get a cameo or to be a patron, we completely understand because we don't either. So there are lots of ways you can be supportive. And one of those ways is obviously to tune in, listen, but subscribe, download and review, like awesomely review, and then tell other people about the podcast and get them to do those things. That that actually is extremely helpful. It helps us get downloads so we can get ads Yeah, for decent products. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we there are some that we can't. It's true. It's we true. We can't sell. I first off, I want to I mean this this situation in Mississippi, the tornado outbreak brought me to my knees. Watching these people, what happened to them. If you have anything uh, uh, from prayers to dollars to your hands, can you please, please, please send some energy to these people? I, I, the, the stories that have come out of there are just heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. And those are some brothers and sisters and people of the human global existence that really need our attention and help right now. So please, please, please. Um, it's a disaster area. And uh, and also the storms are forecast to flare across uh, southeastern Texas and into Louisiana uh, with large potential for large hail and powerful wind gusts. So be careful if you're in the south, take care of each other uh, and, you know, let's hold on to each other. Here's the thing. Also, like. We really all of us, we talk about the environment and we talk about um and climate destruction and we talk mm-hmm. about all of these things but i it does not i don't know about you francis but i'm trying it it feels like every week vast swaths of this country are under an emergency weather and being declared disaster zones speaking of disaster zones there was a chemical spill that i haven't heard about okay on the news well, i haven't well, seen well, it why, well, why you need to know i mean you know so a little <laughs> chemical spill this is philadelphia Hmm. This is not a small, this is not East. And here's my problem, Angela. Mm -hmm. When it happened in East Palestine, it was on the news every day, right? Well, it took a minute though, I think. People, they did try to act like it wasn't a big deal for half a second. Then people were like, wait, what? Philadelphia is monitoring its drinking water system following a chemical spill upstream in the Delaware River. Residents rushed to buy bottled water after the city sent a mobile alert recommending, I love recommending, residents stop using, Is are you recommending? That's not a recommendation when you tell some people that they can't. Recommendations that they not drink the water is what she that's, is. That's not a recommendation. No, that's a warning. I think a recommendation is, I think Francis would be really good for this job. A warning is, bitch, don't drink the water. That's, that's right. called a warning. And that's that is a because, warning. And I, I'm concerned by so many things, obviously. But number one, I'm concerned that they're not always monitoring the water for these things. Yeah. That, that they have to be notified of a spill. Because there are spills that they don't get notified about. And we all know that. Number two, that you would... The the idea that there's a comes a point where I go, do you just turn off the water? And mm-hmm. I understand that this according to the officials there they have not found these chemicals in the water yet but i that's something i have to ask and that you don't why are people having to buy a resource through plastic bottles which is also a problem and we really have to look at why you know there was a time where you didn't pay for water in this country that's right 
That's right. And 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 I think that we as a people have to ask ourselves why we have allowed companies to take over and privatize resources that our tax dollars, first of all, build. The infrastructure of this country. Right. That has just been given to private companies. And, and that's not OK. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you where I am right now about Africa. I would if I were any kind of African nation, I would everybody that's come in and stolen everything, I take it back. And I feel the same way about the people in this nation. When are we and we're going to get to this? When do we get what is best for us? And I just want to say this, too, about the chemical spill. One of the chemicals that they're looking at was butyl acrylate, a hazardous Mm -hmm. compound that was recently identified in the train derailment in East Palestine. Again and again and again, I have to ask, how are we how are we transporting things? What are we transporting them in? Who is checking these things from point A to B to hmm. C to oh. D? Oh, see, wait, you'd like them to get checked? Yes, I would. Okay, well, nobody, I don't know what's not on our list. Okay, check. Because whoever dropped the chemical spill into the water, are they buying the residents of Philadelphia? Are they paying for the waters no. that they have to consume? And what? And last time I checked, the recommendation when we could talk about recommendations as a human, I'm supposed to have eight glasses of that shit every day. And, uh, it's it's. I think that it, it seems like and I might be wrong, but it seems like the way we're transporting hazardous chemicals in this country is we're giving toddlers um, Tupperware. That's and right. Them to run as fast as they can <laughs> by water sources, carrying hot chemicals. That's what it feels like. Yes. I don't know that that's exactly the method. It may not be toddlers. They may be people who are drunk. It may be like a drunk relay game. I don't know. But it does seem like we're very cavalier about how we transport really hot hazardous chemicals. And not only do we have toddlers with Tupperware, we have toddlers who are uh, uh, running them and making the rules and saying, hey, you know what I think is best for this situation? Let's take the tops off the Tupperware. All right, because we don't need it. We don't need those. We don't need those regulations. No, we don't need those tops. Why don't you run without the tops with the hazardous shit in your bowl? When people talk about deregulation, I'm like, this shit's happening with regulations. Do you have any idea what would happen in deregulation? They would just talk. They just get a pipe from the hazardous chemicals to your water source That's and just I'm dump saying. it directly, which is what they did. You know, um, so in the past, it's yeah, disgusting. Then we're going on over to the six people killed in the shooting in the Nashville private school at the Covenant School. Let's talk about red flag laws. Let's talk about lists. These are all things that responsible gun owners would like to see happen. Yep. And that Every one of our politicians, not everyone, but a lot of the GOP refused to even let get started. So we had this woman or this person. I I, I just don't even know how to. um, She self-identified as woman. As woman? Yes. Okay, great. Fantastic. Audrey. They have said. 
the news is okay. that I don't know, obviously, personally, but this is what right. Said. Well, I thought, see, and, and see, and I had a different story too. So we'll, I'll check that out online because I thought that she was uh, identified as female, but then at, at birth, and then but used male. Oh, I'm. She's identifying as a as a woman at the time of her death. It was my understanding. Okay, gotcha. I, I have no. I have no information outside of that. The news reports have called her a trans woman by her own identification. Gotcha. Fantastic. Um. So then, this person was able, even though their parents said should not have had guns. All right, but able at 28 years old to go and not only buy, but stockpile. Mm-hmm. And nobody on this earth, th- there wasn't a registry. Let me tell you Tennessee something. Tennessee has some of the lack, most lax non-existent gun safety laws in the country. Angela, Angela. You cannot, you, let's talk about all the things you can't buy that you have to register. You have to register. I bet you, you have to register to buy Benadryl. Oh, Sudafed. Try to get more. Sudafed. It's a Sudafed. First of all, they won't sell them to you. Second of all, if you do, even those, they they will run your driver's license. That's what I'm saying. For the machine. I have to, to get, pick up my prescription for my anxiety medication. I have to show my driver's license every single time and let a bitch try to get it one day earlier than they think I should be able to get it. Suddenly I'm drug seeking. It's, it's like, there is there, the, 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 I can't go fishing. I can't kill a deer. I can't drive a car. I can't I can't do uh, work on your house. There are so many things I can't do without proper credentialing, insurance, and being checked on. And, and here's the thing. You can't go drive to six different spots across the city. No. I suit a fed. Well, this is what shut we are. ass down. Here we are. How can this person go and buy six guns and we don't shut that shit down? Let me say this is a problem all over the country, but let me say this to the voters of Tennessee. Get your shit together. We all need to get our shit together, but we have elected people who are saying that they refuse to do anything about this, that they're not going to do anything about this, that they can't do anything about this as children. The leading cause of death, if you are a child right now, is gun violence. That is insane. Yep. It's not cancer. It's not car accidents. It's not neglect. Although I would call this a most egregious form of neglect. It is gun violence. And Tennessee has like zero laws. And they want to open carry. They want to make it easier to open carry. And here's my other issue. We want to act like... Oh, well, the horse is out the barn. What are you going to do? We got millions and millions of guns on the street. This person went out and collected those guns in the last 30 days. This could have been stopped. This could have been, this could didn't have this to happen. This didn't have to happen. This could have been prevented. Yeah, you can't knife your way through a door. You know what I mean? A locked door. You can't throw a knife at a locked door and get in. That's like, and I, this concept of somebody called into Stephanie Miller this morning uh, on the day we're recording. I'm sure somebody does every day. Um, and he tried to argue that, you know, guns don't kill, the whole guns don't kill And And she was, you know, she was able to get in. And why didn't they lock the doors? And all the things that people say. And I was like, can we stop for a second? In what world do we start the conversation of kids get shot at school with things that the school should have done? 
Right. Like, let me let me explain to you. The school is doing what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to educate, educate these damn children. Your, children. your school, the school is not supposed to be a prison. No, it's, it's not, not supposed to be a lockdown facility. No, it's people, not. And let me tell you something. I went to a high school where they would chain us in. Well, let me be clear about something. The reason whenever somebody says this, I can't believe this happened in our community. I can. You know why? Because the kids have had to walk in through medical detectors in Detroit for over 30, 40 years. That's Most right. of my life since I was in high school, they have had metal detectors up in schools where there are poor people. Who they didn't trust. <laughs> who they don't trust and they criminalize in every way possible. And it's a way to go through their bags and their purses and all of that. But that's why that these kids, that's why it's not happening there because they took a measure to protect the kids inside. And I, I have questions about that in many ways, but the idea here is that this is also a private school, mm -hmm. right? They could very easily have done that if they wanted to, but they don't think it's necessary. Right. And I don't know what it takes for us to decide that something is necessary because I truly do. I'm with the people who are not Newtown. I still can't get over that that didn't do it. But th the reality is when you look at representatives over and over again from the governor of Tennessee on who are unwilling to do a damn thing and in fact move for more affirmative gun legislation that makes it even easier to have yeah. high power assault rifles and magazines and high capacity magazines for what purpose? Right, why? Clearly killing children. That is the goal of the GOP to kill children. And I can't, and that that's what it seems to me. That's what I'm looking at because it's the only thing they care about because when they put up legislation about how to affect parents' rights, their parents' rights bills, what, what's in it? That they can censor books and that trans people can't go to the bathroom and that people get all of that. But what's not, what did they not want to vote for? Any level of gun control, that you can't bring a gun to school. They don't want to increase school funding for eating, for learning, for books, for anything that actually helps the kids. Yep. And there it is. And there it is. And how is this still happening? Because people in Kansas and in Iowa and in Tennessee are still voting for their children to die. And that's yeah. the way I'm going to say it. And that's it's not going to stop until you stop voting for children to die. Until you stop voting for people who elect electing people who are okay with your fucking kids dying they're okay with their own kids dying and this is the thing. i can't even get my mind around it but they are apparently your hobby is worth children's lives that's right that's right and and let me tell you this is a black fucking person in america Okay, how does it feel to have no one care about you? Because that is what white people are learning. White people are learning how unfucking important they are. These politicians don't give a fuck about you. And you thought that as long as you sat back in your suburb, in your in your in your private school, as long as you could pay to send your child to someplace mm -hmm. that's good, that doesn't have those types of people there, mm -hmm. that you could buy your fucking way out of trouble. And let me tell you something, trouble's at our fucking door. And the only way, the only way we're going to change this shit is get out in these motherfucking streets. Well, and that is, we were talking about it before we started the podcast today. We were talking about um, Rachel Maddow this week. Um, um, you know, she, we only get up Monday now. But she started by talking about mass protests in Israel and I believe in, in Georgia, the country, against government uh, overreach and against the aut uh, autocracy and, and um, things that would dismantle parts of the 
their their systems. And she's those were the first two stories she started with, and then she went into the shooting. Mm-hmm. And what she was very, I think, clearly saying is, and we've said this. I was it last podcast or the yeah. podcast before, where it feels like, and we're going to give you a resist. And we're going to and we're going to talk about gun control and we're going to talk about supporting these organizations. But at the end of the day, the thing, the only thing that really works is protest and voting. Yep. And we have to be willing. And I, if you are somebody who who believes in gun ownership and who has a gun and, and you can say to yourself, I am OK with an eight year old dying. I'm OK with all of them. Yep. dying i'm okay with children being blown to bits by weapons that have no business being on american streets on any streets that are weapons of war i if you're okay with that then you're just a shitty person and that's all i can say about it because it's like that's the idea that your hobby or that your pursuit of that you're protect even if we're going to go with protecting your own house that protecting your family is more important than protecting everyone's then that is you are a bad person right and if you think you know my husband said it this way the other day he goes there's something wrong with you if you want an ar-15 there's something wrong with you there is something wrong with you if you think you need an ar-15 in your home there's something wrong with you if you like shooting guns they have gun ranges that's right they have gun stores. You could go shoot it there. You don't have to take it off the property. And 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 you know, and if nobody has ever told you that it's sick to want a gun, it's sick to want a gun. I really, you know, I the idea that that I just don't know how you sit back and you can say as an adult, uh, as a sane adult of any level of discernment or, or, or cognitive ability, sit back and say the number one cause of death for children in the United States of America in 2023 is guns. Yep. The guns are the number one cause of death. The gun violence, the being shot to death is the number one way that you are likely to die as a child. If you're dying as a child in America today, it is most likely because you've been shot to death. Yep. That is something that we can't fix, won't fix, don't know how to fix, can't address. I do. Take the fucking guns. See, because I can throw a bullet. I don't care. Let me tell you something. I don't know nothing about sports. I really don't. You know I don't, Francis. But what's the one everybody everybody kind of likes him, but Giselle dumped him? Him, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He can't. If I don't care how good he can throw. He can't throw a bullet hard enough to hurt nobody. No, he can't. That It'll never happen. It'll never happen. He won't, he won't throw it hard enough to kill him. He won't throw it hard enough to probably even bruise him. Right. You know what I mean? But he certainly ain't going to break a door down with it. And he certainly, then this is the thing that we can't protect. It's not that we can't protect our children. We're choosing not to. We're choosing yeah. to put them in harm's way. We are choosing to have children be murdered. Yes. We are the most shameful creatures to walk this planet. Yeah. And when I tell you that if there is some sort of afterlife and judgment, I fully expect each and every one of us to walk up to whoever it is, think we're going to open our file and talk about shit and have them go, yeah, you know what? The kid gun violence thing, you people... You generation, the people who could vote for it. No. And it's great to celebrate young people and to talk about how they're coming up and they're going to change it. Bitch, we here now. Why can't we? Why yep. are we counting on uh, Abby? Why are we counting on teenagers? What, like, to well, change okay, shit. Just, we're just throwing up our hands. Like, I celebrate them too, but they should. This is not their job. It's never been their job. Well, it's, you know what? We've kicked the can down the road and we just keep on doing it. 
vote for these people. Yes, I'm Just there stop. with you. And, and call, recall them. Jesus, right now in Tennessee, why aren't there major recalls? Let's get some recall campaign. Speaking of recall, why is no one recalling Netanyahu? Okay, see. Okay, he see. pauses his pauses. Controversial Israel judicial overhaul. Controversial? Controversial. Or abuses of vocabulary. You know how I feel about this, <laughs> final word, listeners. You know how Angela feels about the abuse of vocabulary. It's not controversial. It's autocratic and anti-democratic. Can we please use the right language? That's right. Well, it triggered mass protests because he wanted to do a judiciary overhaul. How do you mm. get elected? This is what right. I want to know. How you get elected? Right. And then decide, mm, I don't like the way we we pass laws here. I'm going to change this. Me and my friends going to change the way that Israel is run. Fuck you. You know what, Francis? I have this suspicion. And I'm not alone in this suspicion. Okay, but follow me. I think there might be a connection with him being brought up on charges. <laughs> I think so too, Angela. Charges of um rapid um abuse and systematic, uh, um, what is it? Not embezzlement or whatever. It, they're crimes. I think that there's a def that there may be a connection between uh, Benjamin Netanyahu wanting to take over the judicial system and him being in front of it as a potential criminal. There may be a connection. Well, it sounds like the very same thing, the same thing that the GOP is phalanxing around yep. DAs and, and, and in Georgia and Georgia and and death threats to the DA in New York. It's the same thing. They're all trying to protect their guy, which is really interesting to me because Donald Trump didn't win against Hillary Clinton. No. He got the presidency, but he didn't win. They didn't get the and popular all, vote. In fact, he didn't get the popular vote. He's never vote. gotten that. And so he did, he lost again against Joe Biden, and they want to bring him back for a a, a third time. They want to bring him back. They want to bring him back for a third time. They will not shut him down. They won't let the law take him down. They won't. I don't understand what's happening. Well. What's happening is there's a large part of our government that would rather not have to deal with voting. Yep. There's a large part of our government, people in office and not, who would that, that have come to believe that voting is the thing that's going to hurt them the most. And they're right because they're assholes and we want them out of office. And they see it, they feel it, they know it. They're not wrong. And the idea, though, you know, when Maddow brought up what's going on in Israel, understand, postpone, BB, what, and this is exactly, I agree with you 100%, what, the, what you need to do, because next month, He's just hoping to run into a day when people won't protest. Mm -hmm. Next, get him out of office because yes. he just showed you his hand. That's right. He's coming to kill you. He's going to put it off this week because it got real. And because the, when the military, the parts of the Israeli military said no, he really knew he had a problem. Because it's like, oh, I'm not going to even be able to, I can't end run around the military. This is the problem. We have to, we have to have to be willing to shut shit down because they shut down the airport in Israel. Yeah, well, everybody stopped working. And that only got them the postponement. He wouldn't even, it's nothing. He couldn't even, wouldn't even get up there and lie and say, I'm not gonna do it. Cause he, cause he's still trying to appeal to his radical ass, autocratic, anti-democratic asshole backers. Mm -hmm. So he would say, so we're gonna put it off for a minute. No, Israel, no, you're no. not gonna do it. And this is, this is my thing. People wanna see this, we, we do have to be in these streets. We gotta we get in these streets. We really do.
We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back. Okay. This juicy little tidbit just makes me a Twitter, a flutter, excited because Donald Trump has been for the last weeks talking about, you know, I don't know why uh, Michael Cohen paid Stormy Daniels that money. I don't, he made, he went up, he went up, he went on Fox the other night and said, yeah, I mean, maybe he was trying to get to my good social graces. I don't know why. I don't know why he did that, but you paid him back the money. Oh, and we forget this little lovely, lovely tidbit that was part of that whole scheme too. Ex-National Enquirer publisher appears again before grand jury in Trump case. See? What you forget, Donald Trump, so you can talk about and try to try to uh, uh, throw dirt and salt on Michael Cohen all you want. Mm -hmm. But you forgot about the catch and kills moment, right? Mm -hmm. That you, you did not want these stories out there because you felt that they were going to damage your run for presidency. And they probably would have. Well, it turns out. It, his base doesn't care. No, but, don't care. But the reality is, it was a crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether or not they care, it was illegal campaign violence. It was, a campaign and it situation. happened. Yeah, and it so happened. the concept that Michael Cohen, first of all, we can't simultaneously say Michael Cohen is a soulless asshole and he did something nice for you. Like you can't. Right. I'm like so. The reality here, and, and the concept that Michael Cohen went and took a loan. Yes. To pay off your problem. Yeah. But you didn't know about it, care about it, want it, and you don't know why he did it is insane. And you paid him back. And the Manhattan grand jury is examining hush money. And I love the way they put it. Hush money. Shut up. Don't talk. Don't speak because it's a problem if you come out and talk about it. No, if it were hush money, that's that that's it's a crime. It's all those things. But what really is upsetting, the the part of it that always gets me is is Stormy Daniels is that she she thought she was getting paid for her story. Mm-hmm. So she, what she was told is, here's money for your story, and we're going to publish it. What that's they right. did was bury it. So they violated. That's what they, they caught and catch and kill. Yeah, they violated her, and this is it's a it's it's an inadequate way to express it, but they violated her trust yep. and the agreement that she'd made with them about a very personal and difficult story. To to which, by the way, my other great sorrow in it is to listen to her is that she doesn't seem to be aware that she was coerced. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to even know how to deal with what is consent and what isn't, and what happened to her is being, in my view, of rape, and mm-hmm. that she. That that sad the sadness I have about how our culture has damaged us all and women and men and our ideas of autonomy, bodily rights, and consent and what is it and what is it not and what is coercion, and that she that this that happened to her and she's I don't think anywhere near clarity on that. We're we're nowhere near dealing with that. Yeah, nowhere near. Yeah, she's nowhere near clarity or the the healing or what needs to happen on that issue. And then she went to go tell this story and they shut her the fuck up. That's right. It's one thing if she took the money to be quiet, which is no. bad wrong and was a violation, but, but she didn't. No. She thought she was going to be heard. Yeah. So what happened was David Pecker, 
used to own the National Enquirer, right? Former Trump fixer Michael Cohen reportedly paid Daniels $130,000 on Trump's behalf shortly before Trump's 2016 election in an attempt to get her to stop talking publicly, which I completely agree with you, Angela. She wanted to tell the story. David Pecker bought the story and buried it. Telling her that they would that they were going to publish it, but they weren't. Yep. Pecker and the Enquirer's top editor helped arrange the deal. Pecker previously testified in January to the grand jury. Trump predicted he was going to be arrested last week. That was just him being scared. Children are on on their spring breaks next week. So they're not, on this week, they're not meeting. That's all. <laughs> Somebody just from the inside just said, that's what it is. Could we be in charge at MSNBC for a little bit? Because I am so sick of the 24-7 what-if coverage. There's news. At, the reason you're not hearing about like toxic waste spilling and uh, what's going on in Georgia enough is because... They are on all day, 24, and it's all of the news works, but but I, you know, I have limited shows I can watch without going completely insane. Mm -hmm. And they, the absolute, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Why is this not happening? Why is that not happening? And I'm like, or we could talk about what is happening. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's this, this constant uh, pre-gaming of it. Come on, dude. It's like, yeah. why, you know, <laughs> you don't know. Okay. We're going to switch gears because this shit is important. Tiny glass beads on moon hold water astronauts okay. could use. Okay, let me tell you something. Do you watch For All Mankind? <laughs> no. Do you watch it? Because it happened on For All Mankind, but it wasn't glass beads, but they find water. Oops, spoiler alert if you're not up to this season. It, it hasn't restarted yet. It starts later this summer. No, I don't it's a great know show. show. I love, it's a great show. I it's love a it. science fiction? Yes, but it's very based in now and not just in now in history. So they go through, it's like an alternative history line. Like what if the Soviet Union had landed on the moon oh, first? right, right. And so some things that have happened in our history happen and some things haven't. Like in this, in For All Mankind, Clinton doesn't win. Bill Clinton right. doesn't become president. Um, and there are other things like that, but some really major things do are the same. So, but one of the things is they find water on Mars and they start mining it mm -hmm. so that they can, for greater space travel and for sustaining uh, a base uh, mm -hmm. presence on the moon. So when I read this, I was like, this is this is amazing to me because people are always talking about, I've been watching Picard and I was talking to, to Dan and he was like, this is so made up. I go, okay, well, yeah, a lot of it is, um, okay, 99.9% of .9 it made up, but there is some science here yeah. that that is true or could be true in the future or that people suspect. And this is one of the, so I read this and I was like, oh my God, I'm for all mankind, they totally have it. They totally found water. <laughs> Lunar samples show that tiny glass beads on the moon contain billions of tons of water that astronauts could potentially use on future missions. Can we talk about what tiny means? What does tiny mean to you? I first? don't That means like really <laughs> microscopic, tiny. And then uh, the beads likely formed when asteroids slammed into the lunar surface. The finding is a potential breakthrough for efforts to build bases on the moon. Quote, this is one of the most exciting discoveries we've made. With this finding, the potential for exploring the moon in a sustainable manner is higher than we've than it's ever been. This is the start of every fucked up science fiction mm -hmm. movie. Can I just say, leave the fucking water or the beads or the gobules alone? Francis, not until we've opened the actual porters to hell. <laughs> Portals okay. to hell will we listen to you. And after that, we might go, dang, you know what? <laughs>
Maybe we shouldn't open that portal to hell. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We don't need to know everything. We don't need to know everything. Mm-mm. There can be some mysteries. But it is, I believe it's, you know, obviously forward advancement and space travel and all that. So it's it's very exciting because, but it does open up. Here's the deal. The moon. It is, well, dead. But also, <laughs> also, you know, we look at the, like all of the different ways, all of the things that we have this opportunity to prevent from happening <laughs> on new planets. Please, God. Could we? Please, could we act Jesus. right? Could we just? Please, act right? Jesus, could Jesus, just baby act Jesus, right? Jesus, baby Jesus. Okay. Right? Also, I wanted to. We wanted to bring up the wife of Supreme Court Justice. <laughs> oh fuck, Jenny Thomas. Clarence Thomas co- collected nearly six hundred thousand. And anonymous donations for a conservative group. How come this bitch get to do that? Oh, are you suggesting that by being married to a Supreme Court justice, there's a problem? Is that what you're suggesting? Anonymous donations. How come? Well, why don't we know who she's talking to? Why don't we? How does she get to walk around? And this is somebody's got to grab Jenny by the hand and be like, Jenny, you need to sit the fuck down. Well, I mean, to be clear with something here, what, why are we allowing, do you remember how they talked about Hillary when, when Bill was president and how they didn't like the idea that, that she was had any policy, uh, might be speaking to him about policy? Yeah. Like they, they were married before all of it. You know, like I look at this and I'm like, why is it that we have zero measures to deal with Supreme Court problems? That's right. Because this court is a piece of shit an unethical piece of crap. I don't, you know what, for me at this point, they've damaged the Supreme Court beyond repair. And as far as I'm concerned, you might as well get rid of it. Well, you know, I've never been a fan of it. I think it's the most undemocratic thing that we have that's a part of our government, which is an unelected position to the highest judiciary in the country. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's the idea that they can, that they can take away rights. Amy Coney Barrett was to me is a clown and laughable at this point. And um, so to me, you know, and I am so happy for Katanji Brown, uh, Justice Katanji Brown. I am so happy for Justice uh, Sonia Mayor. But at this point, the Supreme Court is a laughing stock. Oh, absolutely. They went from being the most respected job in the country to what the fuck, did, why are they here? All of the conservative justices are liars. Yeah. Number one, they're uneth- highly unethical. But Justice Thomas, they do have this sort of uh, concept that they're not supposed to behave in ways that that are, um, I'm going to say this incorrectly, that that even give the sheen of impropriety like that's yep. and that's not the way that they actually phrase it i'm forgetting the actual mm-hmm. the way it's phrased but you're supposed to avoid the appearance any of appearance yeah. of impropriety or impropriety isn't anything even the right word but of of any sort of like um anything that would be against that would that be would be threatened the integrity of the court and yeah. yet here's the thing about supposed to those aren't actual rules or laws and when we don't have actual rules or laws or ways to address when people break them, then there's really not a point. You're right. And because we're just screaming in the wind. We're just, we're it doesn't make any sense. Like if there's nothing happens, then what's the point? 
And but I'm just going to keep on calling it out. And speaking of calling it out, Kevin McCarthy demanded a demanded a meeting with Biden to discuss raising the debt limit. The White House, however, this is I'm going to tell you, this is a boss ass move. Thank you. Responded to McCarthy's demand by calling for House Republicans to produce a budget proposal first. It's like this is what I loved about Biden. Biden said, yeah, bitch, I'll meet with you. Put some numbers on a paper first. We have. We put numbers on a paper. Okay. We put it in front of you, but you refuse. You refuse to talk about it because you don't really want to solve it. What you want to do is look like to this base, this rabid, disgusting, ignorant base. You want to look like you are controlling what happens in the in the executive branch and what happens in our legislature. So what you're doing is saying, "I won't. We can't do a debt limit increase until until we talk about it." And go, "What? Well, you have the proposal in front of you. What do you want to talk about? Tell us what your counter proposal is. Tell us because you don't have a counter proposal." That's it. exactly it. And all you want to do is, even though you raise the debt limit without without having to have any proposal in front of you three times for Donald under Donald Trump's presidency, you're not going to do it now. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to grandstand in front of the entire base. And what I love about Biden is he's like, no, you're not going to have some show me. Thank you. Fucking meeting. Thank you. You know, where you're going to drag me out on the carpet and be able to come out and say, I said this to the president. Fuck you, bitch. Show up with some papers and numbers in your hand. No, because it's a, it's a show. It's And I am so sick of us being used as props. Like, our, we're, we're, that's all we are, the Republicans. All people are, the Republicans are props. Props that are expendable if they're children, if, if they're immigrants, if they're people who care about anyone, doctors, nurses, teachers, everybody. They're just expendable. I, I don't understand why we continually allow the media, all of them, allow this, they allow this narrative. Yep. They talk about Kevin McCarthy demands a meeting. No, we all demand a budget proposal. Biden released his budget earlier this month, which would cut the deficit by $3 trillion over the next decade, and asked House Republicans to release a budget to begin negotiations. Just show me something on paper so we can negotiate. You can't act like you negotiating without negotiating. That's right. You can't. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Zero is zero. It's nothing zero. is nothing. That's, that's, that's always the truth. That is actually the one math question I always got right. Me too. What is zero plus zero? Mm-hmm. Zero. That's right. Zero times zero is zero. It's always going to be zero. Congress must raise or suspend the current 31 million trillion, 31 trillion cap by this summer or risk default. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you for writing us at frangelo 8 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We do. Uh, this first one is from Big Tone. Thank you. Jody. Oh, it's Jody. Thank you. It said, no, wait, uh, is that the next one? That's next, the, I'm sorry, that's the next one. Sorry. Yeah, Big Tone. I've seen you both on Stephanie Miller's free speech show. You're both funny as hell. We need more smart comedians like y'all spreading the truth. Yes, you do. Thank you so much for writing us. If you just see us more, that also accomplishes that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is from Jody. Mm -hmm. Um, You did ask for email. So here it goes. I live in Canada. Yes. Most other countries do think the U.S. thinks it's police 
the police of the world. We also know, though, that this is necessary for peace, at least until the world figures out a reasonable way to decide things between countries. The U.S. isn't perfect, but it's the best we have right now. As for Haiti, well, that's another thing entirely. I can't understand why the U.S., Canada, Brazil, or any other country is discussing this without an expectation that France will step up in a big way. Many times in international politics, it isn't completely clear whose fault it is. In the case of Haiti, there's simply no doubt. France spent the last couple of years taking everything from Haiti with nothing in return. Haiti never had a chance, and it is 100% the fall of France. It's called the double debt. Haiti was the first place to end slavery. They fought The slaves had a successful slave revolution. France said, sure, okay, but you have to pay us for the loss of our property. That means people. Haiti didn't have the money to pay its debt all at once, so they took out a loan from the French banks so that they then owed the France and the French banks, which led to basically all of Haiti's money being drained straight to France. This is money that should have been benefiting Haiti and infrastructure over the last couple of centuries when all other countries were building. They had nothing. As you said, those make the most, owe the most, and France made the most at the expense of Haiti. Thank you, Jody, for writing. I think that's an excellent argument. Excellent. excellent. I think other people, other people might have to leave some tips. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Mm-hmm. has done this, but because you know, they did so, but I, I, I find this to be a very good argument. I completely agree. And now it's time for resistance wrap up. Thank you for always, you know, keeping in touch with your representatives and senators, calling them and letting them know what you want. Um, this is inadequate. Mm-hmm. What we're doing, as we discussed earlier, uh, but this is a great organization that is more than adequate. And really, you know, SandyHookPromise.org. Go there now. The entire first page has ways that you can uh, get involved, but depending on what, how much time, resources, etc., you have. But it's really important that we all, we all get involved. You know, and I love this promise. They say, make the promise. And the quote, this is the the quote. I promise to do all I can to protect children from gun violence by encouraging and supporting solutions that create safer, healthier homes, schools, and communities. That's it. That's all. That's all we're looking for. Safety for children, you know? Um, I don't know if you've ever had the call, but I have recently in the last couple of weeks that somebody was on my kid's campus and it was uh, unsafe, okay? It is frightening. It is a scary, scary thing, you know? They've got tons of things you can do. And they've got, and I think good advice, like avoid online debates. <laughs> yes. like good advice. Educate yourself about the issues. Throw a, a birthday fundraiser on Facebook. Um, give, you know, do a GoFundMe to get money together to donate to these organizations, particularly Sandy Hook Promise. Sign petitions to expand background checks. And if you have more time, do more things. Explore what gun safety issues are most important to you. Demystify your state and community measures or write a letter to your editor of your local news outlet. It is, you know what? At the end of the day, I think it is about us becoming louder and more prominent than the people who always are screaming about being able to have an AK-47. When we had an assault rifle ban, these things didn't happen twice a week. No, we didn't. And and we don't, there's no study that we need to go to. There's just no rational way to be okay or justify that the leading cause of death for children is gun violence. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela B. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. 
I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.